Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes today. And Doug, let me let me start off the day by wishing you a very happy Bobby Bonilla Day. As, uh, you know, listen, every year on this day we look back, take stock of our lives, and I just get depressed. So I am happy to be here with you today on Bobby Bonilla Day to talk about so many other things in the wide world of sports. Why do you get depressed? I don't understand. Deferred payments and the whole balance of, you know, should I should I put money away that'll pay me in 25 years or should I take it now? And 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 by the way, the state of your your Mets today is outstanding. So you know, Bobby Bonilla Day should bring you back to the days of yore when Bobby Bonilla was a Met, which of course is kind of where we are with the Mets today. I, I, I look at it in a different perspective. Change your perspective on it, Jason. <laughs> the thing is, it's been such a bad headline and such an embarrassing. You know, the thing is, it's an embarrassing optic more than anything. And the, Why? Mets, the Mets don't Why? need any more embarrassing up because you've been paying a guy that hasn't played for you in 20 years and you're paying him for another, you know, 13 years. I mean, this goes through 2035. And it's, hey, I mean, last year, Ryan Reynolds put out that whole Mint Mobile campaign at a commercial with Bobby Bonilla. And I'm laughing. Thing, but I'm going. This is this is my team. Every I mean, this has happened with so many other teams, but the Bobby Bonilla day and the contract and this because it was like the first time we had seen it. Like, yeah, this is just a, it's just a way to laugh at the Mets every day. Every every uh, like you need another reason to laugh at the Mets. But yes, this is a great year for us so far. This could be as good as it gets. So I'm ready for the bottom to fall at any time. But uh, yeah, but this is still one of those days where I just go, yeah, here we go. People, more people call me today. And my friends that I haven't heard from in, like, months and just say, happy Bobby Bonilla Day than, like, any other day. Like, more than on my birthday, people text me and say, hey, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. So I get that today more than anything. 
I like look, it's a great day for Bonilla, but I, I don't know. I just think it's a fascinating discussion. It's the old, you win the lottery. Do you take all the money or do you take it spread, spread out over 25 years? You know, do you, I mean, Alan Iverson has one of these deals with, with Reebok, right? There was a lot of people that thought, man, Alan Iverson bad shape. Like, no, actually, he has this deferred payment thing with Reebok from his shoes, which, you know, he started making a couple years ago. So, I, I actually think it's a really interesting business discussion, and I don't think it's in because for the Mets, it, for for these teams, that it, it allowed them to save cash, put it away into escrow, and cost them less, you know, to keep their players. And I think deferred compensation is really interesting. But I do get it; it is by Bonilla Day, and it does, you know, it's one of those what a great deal to be him, and what a weird deal to be the Mets, <laughs> especially when you have a, a new Mets owner, right? Mm-hmm. Although I believe all of this money was was put in escrow back with the Wilpons, but but still, it's a really quirky day. So I, I'll buy in. Happy Bob Bonilla Day today. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. I appreciate that. We're, we'll celebrate later on with like margaritas or something. Sure. sure. Uh, now, look. Obviously, the the ba- and, and this this doesn't uh, this isn't the worst thing for me because I think well with everything going on in the NBA, Bobby Bonilla Day is going to pass by a little bit under the radar. Nope, nope. Still woke up this morning with the bzz, 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 even though NBA, uh, but we're still reacting to the big news with Kevin Durant asking for a trade from the Brooklyn Nets already. We've seen so many different destinations thrown out there. Phoenix and Miami at the top of the list. Other teams are throwing uh, their names in the, in the ring. Supposedly up to 20 teams have called the Nets going, hey, we, this is, we're interested. What can we do? And the Nets have said, we're going to take the best deal out there. It's not going to be simply, we just trade him wherever he wants to go. You know, I, I saw this yesterday, Doug, and, and, and as soon as this happened for me, my, my first thought was he is just never going to be happy basketball wherever he goes. He, he's just he's just one of those guys that is never going to, for a variety of reasons, but mainly because he listens so much to outside noise and he can't ever find a, rela- a, a situation where, okay, I'm here, I love basketball, and I'm playing, and I really want to win. He had everything in Oklahoma City. To the point where when they had that really bad, remember that bad Mr. Unreliable headline that uh, in the Oklahoma City papers, it was, oh, Mr. Unreliable, and the paper apologized to him for that headline after there was a big backlash on it and Kevin Durant got really mad. And when, when that happens, you have to say, oh, this is my town. I mean, I, I just had the, the, the newspaper apologize to me for a headline that questioned my talent. No, it wasn't good enough for him there. He goes to Golden State where every basketball player has gone there says, what a great system, what a great uh, – uh, environment this is with with Steve Kerr and he wins a couple of titles and he still is not happy enough fights with Draymond he goes to Brooklyn where he decides this is where I want to build my next big empire here and Kyrie and I are going to do this together we're going to run this team and 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 this is the next thing what I want to do because I've checked those boxes of winning a championship off of my resume and he couldn't make it work there so I don't know what's going to suddenly make him happy his next stop in the NBA Okay, there's there's a lot to digest there. Um, I'm going to disagree with you with Oklahoma City. He had everything he wanted in terms of owning the town, right? I mean, the guy agree with you on the Mister Unreliable, but it was a it was a team that didn't have what he needed in order to be successful by his or I think anybody's estimation. Right? They just Remember, he's he, when he his last series when they had a three games to one lead in the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, Stephen Adams and Andre Robertson. You know, you're playing three on two or three on five on offense, and they added up Victor Oladipo that offseason. But he was just he was just done with with that first. Uh, I think he liked the town. I think he liked the team. I just think it was a the personnel wasn't good, wasn't good enough to be honest. And then when you're in Golden State. I don't think it was about being unhappy there. I think it was even how you would portray it, which is he, he in, in KD's mind, all I had to do was get to the finals and match up with LeBron and show I was the better player. He did that. He played better than LeBron. He guarded LeBron. He, he made more big plays in the second half against LeBron in two consecutive NBA finals. And really in the third one, Although he only played limited before he, he tore his Achilles tendon, he's the difference maker, and yet he, he he couldn't get the respect that he thought he deserved as being the best player on the planet. The the Brooklyn thing was a disaster, but I don't think anybody like should he be happy. But like let's just be honest, Jason. Like 
should should he be happy? He went he went there, and um, he went there. One, they had great culture that obviously has been destroyed. I think partially by uh, Kyrie. I think a little bit by KD. I think a lot by uh, the move for Harden and the fact that they went after the brass ring. But I mean, like, should you be happy? I mean, go back. Like, let's be let's take an honest look at the last two years. You know, you go back last season, people forget they were dominating the Bucks, up two games to none. Kyrie gets hurt, not a shocker. James Harden, not himself because of a hamstring. Still got to game seven, and if not for his toe being on the line, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks and go to the NBA Finals. Uh, but this season was an abject disaster. And, yeah, do I, do I think that he's a guy who searches – he's still searching for himself and searching for – a home, yeah, but, you know, whether it's he shouldn't have left, you could say he shouldn't have left Oklahoma City, but, I mean, now do you start to kind of understand why maybe he wanted to get away from Russell Westbrook? He shouldn't have left Golden State in order to be successful, but he still wasn't getting any sort of the respect that he he deserved. So, I, you know, I, I do get it on some of those. I, I don't. I don't know why you signed a, a contract that has four more years left, and now all of a sudden you say you want out. Uh, but the team not communicating with him, I think they're ready for a fresh start too. I think I'm not sure that him asking to be traded was news that Sean Marks didn't want to hear or didn't expect to hear. Right? Like if you don't, there was multiple times there where Sean Marks was asked about communicating with Kevin Durant, and he had not. Now it does work both ways. But when you stop talking in any relationship, the relationship ceases to exist. So I, I actually don't think that the Nets are sitting there going like, oh, man, we're upset. I think this is a fresh start for them. And I think they're going to try and rebuild, get back to where they were previously and make smarter decisions. Because before Kyrie and KD went there, that was a team that had arguably the best culture or had the most fun. That Kenny Atkins is the coach. They're like 500. And they had like Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert and some of those guys. But that group had fun, and the rest of the league took notice. I think he wants to get back to that. And I actually think that KD's kind of doing him a favor. That this this felt this felt icky. It's, it's, I'll, here's how I'll relate it, okay? Your daughter played youth sports, whatever. I'll, 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 I'll give you kind of the AAU analogy, right? Um, in AAU, you have a good team, inevitably, and you your kids play the right way. You're going to have really, really talented kids who play on some of these big clubs that they just dominate people. They'll want to play on your team because they feel like, well, the, the kids will all give them the ball and they'll play a little bit of a system and they'll be the star. And what ends up happening is you take a couple of those kids and now you're winning the tournaments and you're 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 competing on a bigger stage. But it's not the core group of kids that you actually cared about and put together the team for. And so that's what I think is happening here in Brooklyn. Like, it just didn't feel good ever once you had Kyrie and KD and then you bring in James Harden. And, like, these guys aren't what they want to be about. And I think that's what Brooklyn wants to get back to. Well, that part I'm with you on because you just look at the Nets' first reaction. Normally, if if a player of, of KD's ilk, you're talking about a, a you know a top five, top three player, says they want to be traded, what, what's the team's first reaction? Is always, well, well hang on, we're we're going to talk through this. This is this is you know we're not just going to give him away. We have to talk. We we love Kevin. We want him to stay. We want him to be able to stay here and help us grow the Nets. Is a reason why we signed him. We still believe in him. We believe in everything. We we have going on and instead right away it was yeah yeah we're gonna take the best deal i mean there was there was there was no no pretending of yeah listen no we, we got to make it work we got this is kevin durant we're talking about man no uh this is we're gonna let him go and i think that's a big that's a big sign for the rest of the nba to go all right they're they're in on them with all of it they went all in and now they're so ready to let him go and when when, when i see where he's gonna go next and, and you you talked about how hey brooklyn wasn't really the right fit it didn't work he had a great fit in golden state uh in oklahoma city he wanted to get away from russ he's had all the these different 
times that he's had different experiences. Okay, maybe the Oklahoma City one wasn't great towards the end. He had to get away. Maybe it wasn't as great in Golden Stakes. He didn't get the respect, even though he's got two NBA Finals MVPs. And then he wanted to have the power of running the Nets with KD and Josiah and Marks. But he's had all of these things to experience, and none of them have really made him happy. So I don't know where like his next stop is suddenly going to be. Okay, now I'm here and I'm I'm back to winning and and I'm I'm throwing myself back into things and it's going to be different than it was before just because he's had all these different things to experience to try to find himself to try to find all right this is the guy I want to be this is the player I want to be and whatever wherever he ends up whether it's Miami whether it's Phoenix or someplace else or Denver whatever I I I, I don't see it being any different than it's been for him for his career where he'll get there and it'll be okay in the beginning and then after a while it's not going to be as great and as you go on in your career in in sports when stars do this you have less time to suffer uh in in certain times so he was at oklahoma city for a long time and then now he had to go all right then he had a half half the time in golden state okay i gotta go now he's had even less of a time in brooklyn all right i gotta go i kind of see that being his career path now as it goes on I think he's been in Brooklyn four years. He was in Golden State three, and then uh, is that right? Because he missed a, an entire year with injury, right? At at was he been or is it three years in Brooklyn? He's three years in Brooklyn, and yeah, he he missed he missed the whole entire first year. So it it, it is interesting. I, I think that Miami is the fit um, because if you know Kevin Durant, he's a, and or you take what everybody says about him, like he's just about ball. And that's what their kind of heat culture is about. And they they need him. They need a cheat code on offense. They need a guy to bail them out. And if they have the idea is if they have that, the, the problem becomes if the Nets really want the best deal, the best deal would come from somewhere relating to Oklahoma City or somewhere relating to the Houston Rockets because they have all the picks, you know. Uh, the, the Heat aren't going to have any good picks for the, the rest of the year, and the Heat are not. Uh, you're not going to come off Bam Adebayo or or Jimmy Butler, and so I, I don't know what comes back in return that could equal out to what other teams could give you value-wise. But it, it's definitely fascinating. Um, it really is interesting that that here Kevin Durant is, and he look he chased it. I mean. I, I understand that people, there's always going to be the, well, because he joined the Warriors and they had won a title, 173 games in back-to-back years, um, that, that he, it was by many people's estimate, oh, it's a weak move. Uh, okay, he chased it. Like we've all, I, everybody I know has chased something. You know, you chase a girl, you, know, you chase your dream school, you chase uh, the dream job. Oh, I can. I, I'll admit it. I chased my my dream job, and it was not what I thought it was going to be, at, in any way. And so I I do kind of relate to the, yeah, man. I thought I was getting one thing, and I'm not. Um, and I'm sure Kevin Durant thought, hey, the the top of the mountain feels different than it did. But it's going to be fascinating because, you know, before you hurt his knee this year, he was maybe not unquestionably, but he was the MVP of the league. And if you go back to last year at the end of the year he was unbelievable you, in between you had the olympics and you have all these great young players the olympics kevin Durant was the reason they won the gold medal they, they just he was unquestionably the best player on that team and so you factor in all those things and we're looking at the lens now he may be unhappy and he may continue to search for happiness as, as you say jason very right but that guy is an amazing talent and he's still seems to have several years left to play at that level and whoever gets him is suddenly going to be a championship caliber team. Now you you said the heat and that's a great fit and and certainly it is. Do you really think that's going to happen the Nets are going to say okay hey here's one of his preferred teams and we're going to send him there and we're going to we're going to make this other team in the east that was close and and, and potentially put them over the top or are the Nets going to you know be the Rockets and say okay here's where you want to go we can get a decent deal we're going to do it? I have no idea. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know what's being offered. I'll take Sean Marks at face value because Sean Marks seems to have been an honest salesman in this thing, right? He told us he wasn't talking to KD. That should have told us that he was that that they were that they were taking a breath. As that he, they basically told us that they didn't want Kyrie back, right? That's 
that's why he said what he said at end of the year exit press conference meeting, right? When he said we need to be available, play for others, all the things that Kyrie has rightfully been accused of not being. Right? So if he says we're going to wait for the best offer, what's the best offer? Are the Lakers going to offer up Anthony Davis for him? Are they Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook? How does that balance out with Tyler Hero and a bunch of other stuff from Miami? I, I don't know. So the, the, the only honest answer I can tell you is really don't know. But I do know that you asked about, well, is there a place you could be happy? That type of environment where you have a championship caliber culture of guys that are just about, you know, ball and getting after it. And they need somebody to be their bailout guy to give the ball to to win them a game. That's what he that's that's, I think, what he desires. He needs some space. You know, can't have clutter in the paint like he had with Russell Westbrook and Andre Robertson and, and, and those type of guys. But outside of that, that's the type of environment he needs. Um, and I, you know, you, the Clippers could be could be one if they were with the Nets. Want Paul George? How, how would that look? I mean, there's all these different possibilities. But it's the Heat style of guy, and I hate to say Heat culture, but it is kind of a Heat culture. I think he fits that better than better than other places. The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan today. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. We got much more on Kevin Durant uh, coming up throughout the show today. This family takes turns turning heads, brains, beauty, and athleticism. All they need now is for you to drive them off the lot. The Mercedes Benz family of SUVs, a family of unrivaled vehicles waiting at your local dealer. Well, with NBA free agency in full swing, college football decided to say, wait a minute, uh, we have a big headline that's going to shake up the entire sport. More on that coming up next right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes today on a day that's just going to get brighter and sunnier as we go on. Uh, we're going to get into a, a really big topic here that we thought yesterday was going to wind up being about, and it was for a while until Kevin Durant decided to ask for a trade. But, uh, Doug, you know, the old saying, if you don't like the weather in Florida, wait five minutes. You know, if you don't like what's going on in college football, wait five minutes. Uh, USC and UCLA are going to go to the Big Ten. There's rumors that Notre Dame could follow and another big reorganizing of the uh, conferences and college sports. And, you know, I know that uh, Colin Coward referred to this a few months ago when he said, hey, something big was coming USC-wise. And and here we are. Here's the Pac-12. And now, you know, the, the two biggest teams are going to be heading out in a couple of years. And I, I admit, not a lot shocks me, but when this headline hit yesterday, I, I sat back and said, oh my goodness, they're going to play in the Big Ten. They're going to fly 3,000 miles to start playing football games on a on a regular basis. It, it's insane. Uh, but this is a, a titanic land shift in college athletics. The, it, it's the, the Big Ten expansion initially obviously triggered all of this um, or I, and even more so than the SEC expansion you go back to the 90s the Big Ten expansion combined with the Big Ten network and the money they were bringing in and then of course it, it led to all the other stuff including Missouri and AM leaving the SEC initially that, that began it uh, OU and Texas obviously that's an even bigger thing. Um, but now you have two schools that don't make any sort of geographic sense, like none. Like you can sit here and go like, you know, I, I don't love, I don't, I don't like Oklahoma leaving their brother's school, obviously my own modern Oklahoma state, but I mean, like, look, Arkansas is in the league, Texas, all it, you know, Texas, Texas A&M, like that, that, that makes some sort of geographic sense. It's the Southwest and Oklahoma all the way into the Southeast. Got it. Hey, you know, when they added Missouri, it, Missouri's really more of a Big Ten school, but that's all right. It's it's on the board. The ACC, you know, having Notre Dame in basketball, and they have some schools that don't, but it is the Atlantic Coast Conference, and so many of those alums from so many of those schools uh, are from the Northeast anyway. It, it makes some sort of sense. To have the two L.A. schools in the Big Ten makes zero historic Zero geographic sense. It is 100% about the bottom line, about the, the amount of money that that they're going to make in the new Big Ten. And everything we, as we know it historically in college football was destroyed yesterday. Like, think about it. Like, for, for years, the, the one thing that we could count on was the Rose Bowl, right? Pac-10 champion and the Big Ten champion. Yes, that's a, over a hundred years of history on New Year's Day. And it was protected through the BCS and now the college football playoff. That was destroyed yesterday. So there's a lot to talk about, but I, I hope people understand this is different than everything that has preceded it in terms of the change. And frankly, what I think is the destruction of the glorious history of even college football, which is what this is about. We'll talk about it more. We are because joining us now on the hotline, he is the host of the Petros and Money Show here on AM five seventy Sports in LA. College football analyst for Fox Sports. He's on Twitter at the old P. It's Petros Papadakis who has spent the last twenty four hours researching best hotels and restaurants in Piscataway as he gets ready for USC and Rutgers. Uh, Petros, what's happening, man? You guys can hear me. Yeah, you sound great. Oh, amazing. Gosh. All right. Uh, what, what were you asking me about Piscataway? I've done a Rutgers game before. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. this is going to be old hat. You're going to be the guy telling every, okay, this is what we should do when we get here for the first time. Well, Fox has, that's a big part of this, guys. Fox has the Big Ten contract, right? And Fox has run the Big Ten network since its inception and since they started printing money. So when ESPN 
made their move with Texas and Oklahoma, this really does. And everybody knows the closeness between Fox executives and the Big Ten executives and U- USC executives and uh, and Fox executives and all that. So uh, this makes sense. It feels like it is a uh, kind of a, a TV coup, so to speak. Uh, I, I thought that we'd just be out from under the umbrella of the NCAA with some kind of huge super conference before uh, these kind of moves, but. Petros, um, do you think this is good for the sport? Well, I think USC had to do something. I think it's about 10 years late. They had to take their relevance in their own hands and they couldn't trust the new TV deal because they spent the last decade listening to Larry Scott talk about what a great TV deal they had while Oregon State printed much less money than Mississippi State or uh, Cal printed a lot less money than Vanderbilt or Purdue. And they watched for about a decade while all of these people printed money while they just kind of got poor and less and less relevant. If anything, you would say this move is too late. Now, it's a geographical nightmare. There's no doubt about that. But they don't care about that. They don't care about that for the Olympic sports. They care about the money. They care about making themselves relevant again in the world of college football as it's changing. And it's one of the few things that USC's done in the last 10 years that I agree with. Uh, It's odd, but all the people that were saying, I don't know, six, seven years ago, like, hey, USC should join the SEC. Hey, they should do this. They sound like raving lunatics. And now it kind of makes sense (laughs) given the climate. Do you think we actually see this happen? Do you think we actually see these teams that are joining these new conferences and and we get this big seismic shift? Or is there going to be something bigger before that? Will there be some kind of agreement, whether it's two or four super conferences that that sort of puts some normalcy on this? Yeah, well, there's no such thing as normalcy anymore. Well, I mean, for five minutes until it changes again. Well, yeah, I mean, there'll be seven years of this probably. And then we'll head. I mean, the, the NCAA can't sustain this anymore. And the NCAA is doomed. The NCAA started to become doomed when ESPN and the SEC and a few other conglomerates came together to create the college football playoff out from under the jurisdiction of the NCAA. So they don't have any power anymore, and that's why they've let the NIL go. That's why they've allowed all this conference shifting. That's why college football is changing more rapidly than ever before. The NCAA is losing their grip on the sport because the revenues are just too big for them to control. So uh, that's what I thought, that, that like you said, that we'd be headed more towards some kind of like Premier League looking thing or just like a, all the 50 teams that play big time college football and then about 20 below them kind of on the periphery. But that's not where we're at right now. We're going to have this giant Big Ten for a while and a giant SEC for a while before it happens. But, I mean, Jason, we know people that are still attached to the Southwest Conference, right? Sure. That are saying suey pig. And, I mean, call, call it, and I remember the people in Nebraska screaming and crying how they don't get to play Colorado every year. Uh, college football is constantly changing. And one of the great things about it is the argument we have about it, whether it's the BCS or before the BCS with the bowl system or the playoff now. I mean, we're always yelling about something, and that's kind of the nature of it. So I'm not as upset with this change as I would be, say, in 1999, <laughs> if it happens. <laughs> okay, so, so Petrus, let me ask you this. I feel like this saves the Big 12. You know, like, because the, the next big question is, the Big 12, they named a new commissioner a couple of days ago, is what's their next TV deal look like? And, I mean, look, you, you got Stanford and Cal out there. You got Arizona, Arizona State. I, granted, they're not USC. They're not, but they're, they're it's better than Houston and and Central Florida in terms of relevance, and it it also it helps the 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 time zone problem of the Pac ten Pac twelve whatever defunct now is is does this do those schools roll into the Big Twelve and essentially save the Big Twelve as a major conference? You know, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people out there saying a lot of different things. Uh, Can the Big 12 be a major conference without a Texas or Oklahoma in it, I guess, would be the major question. Like the Pac-12, can they be a major conference without the uh, 
the the Trojans and the Bruins. Uh, it, you know what I think is probably the Big Twelve absorbs the the Arizona schools, like you said, and and maybe Colorado and Utah, and maybe they become more like a their TV deal will probably look more like a Mountain West deal than it would uh, one of these bigger deals. And then the same thing will happen with some of the West Coast teams that we've grown up with, and they will get absorbed probably or maybe by the Mountain West, or maybe that'll be called the Pac-12, and their TV deal will be more reflective of a – because we don't know what's going to happen with Oregon and Washington. I can totally see the Big Ten swallowing them up as well, and then USC has some travel partners a little bit, and all the trips are not as awkward – Uh, for the Trojans. And then there's also the football side of it, Doug. I mean, let's think about the actual football side of it, like Arizona State going down to TCU. Okay, I mean, we can all kind of see that and feel that. A lot of Arizona State teams are from Texas and all that. Uh, Players, I mean, but USC and West Lafayette in late November, you better change your offense. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. And there's a reason Big Ten teams are built the way they're built. And a lot of them are built to play in late November in that area when you really have to win games in that part of the world. And what's going to happen when UCLA is taking the field at Minnesota? I mean, I don't care that there's a heater under the field. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's – I mean, in the Pac-10 in my day, all we had to worry about was getting caught in Pullman in November, right? Or maybe it rained on you in Corvallis or Eugene uh, – and, and or Seattle, but this is a different logistical deal for them just as far as playing in, in that kind of weather. It's a, it's I, I, a look, different I, vibe. I, I, I think you can you – can, UCLA football died yesterday. They're, they're, no, I think it's a huge boost for them. You I do? A, yeah, I really do. I think it's a huge boost but, for UCLA. So you think UCLA is going to compete with the Big Ten as a team that doesn't have an on-campus stadium? Sure. Right? Like, well, I think, well, number one, I think that's one of the attractive things for the Big Ten, right? I mean, you you live here. I mean, even though you're down there in Orange County, you still see the people in the giant crew neck sweatshirts that say Wisconsin or Minnesota or whoever the hell's playing oh, in the oh, Rose Bowl. L- l- I, I, listen, I agree for the league, but it's going to be like the Chargers. They're going to be playing road games at the Rose Bowl. Now, the Rose Bowl probably be more full than it's been, but I, I'm just, in terms of being competitive in that league, how how can UCLA be competitive in the in the Big Ten? I I don't see. It. Well, I think they're they're I think they're in better just currently. I mean, this is a two year away thing, but currently, I think UCLA is in better shape to run the ball and and stop the run than USC is, uh, at least on paper. I mean, UCLA has been dedicated to that side of the ball, and every time UCLA has played USC, I know SC's got a new coach, but we haven't seen him play yet. And the knock on him was also that he's too involved with the skill positions and quarterbacks, and they get beat up in the trenches in Oklahoma. So, I mean, UCLA put up 63 points on USC running the football last year and, and, and have done the same thing to him over the years. So I, I think Chip Kelly knows how to run and, and stop the run. Uh, now, is he still going to be the coach? What's it going to look like in two years? All of those things. Uh, is UCLA going to be the best team in the Big Ten? No, but are they going to be inept? I, I I don't think so. I don't I don't see it the same way. Uh, and also, I think they both of these teams and their brands were on the cusp of irrelevance. They could not trust another, even though there's a new commissioner, and even though all the bad stuff is supposed to be behind them. What Larry Scott did in his TV deal was so damaging. That And USC was complicit, and so was UCLA. They sat there and watched it happen for 10 years. But they got, they're on the brink of losing all their relevance. So when, when that happens, you have to take something into your own hands and, and start trying to make as much money as your peers are. And that's what this move is. The host of the Petros and Money Show on AM570 Sports here in Los Angeles, college football analyst for Fox on Twitter at the old P, Petros Papadakis. Petros, thanks a bunch for getting up so early with us on Bobby Bonilla Day. We'll talk to you soon, man. My pleasure. I'm sorry I couldn't get the, uh, I'm, you know, I'm uh, like a monkey with this thing. I guess I can't figure out my comrade. You, <laughs> you were good, dude. Everything was great. There goes Petros. Uh, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danets today. All right, real quick, Doug, yes or no, because now this is going to be the next part of this topic. Notre Dame, yes, they make a lot of money with their TV deal with NBC, <laughs> could potentially make a ton more uh, with Fox and the, and the big TV deal if it comes up. Uh, does Notre Dame leave for the Big Ten? 
Uh, I mean, it just it's going to depend on the bottom line with them. You know, the, the Big Ten has always made more geographic sense. Uh, I think the ACC has worked out for them really well, not just financially, but but also they can be kind of a quasi member. We're in for everything. I don't think so. I think they're good where they are. I think they're able to be competitive in their other sports. Uh, but th this Big Ten number is reportedly a hundred million dollars total per school per year. I don't know what Notre Dame uh, brought in last year, but I don't think it's anywhere near a hundred. And so that becomes the question, you know, if, if this, if they, if other places can get them to a hundred or above that, then they stay where they are or they do their own thing. If not, then they go where the, where the getting is good and a hundred million dollars is some good getting. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in on Fox Sports Radio. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Doug at Gottlieb Show. We'll have more on the big ramifications of college football coming up. But straight ahead, uh, back into NBA free agency. Okay, Kevin Durant wants a trade. Can Kyrie Irving really talk himself to the Lakers? That's next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. The hottest rookies, biggest superstars, and all-time greats. The only place to collect them all is Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more, start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.com. 
Net. Well, with Kevin Durant's trade request from the Brooklyn Nets shaking the world up, well, what's next now for Kyrie Irving, who could also be leaving the Nets? According to many reports in the last 24 hours, Kyrie is laser-focused on getting to the Lakers and getting out of Brooklyn. Doug, does Kyrie get out? He doesn't have a lot of trade value right now, but he seems to want this Lakers thing to happen. Can he do a James Harden and say, listen, I'm just not going to play or you're going to get me to where I want to go and and that's how I'm going to continue my career? I don't think he can do that. You know, I I think that's one of the things, Jay, that we – we learned about Kyrie earlier this week when he opted in. Because the path to the Lakers was there. He just had to opt out and take their mid-level exception. Done deal. Now, it's a $30 million hit combined with the fact that he lost his Nike deal. But if money's not important to you, money's not important to you. So I guess a certain amount of money's not important to you. I, I don't know. So I don't think – I think he showed his cards early this week that he's not willing to sacrifice that salary. He, he wants – that money needs that that money. So, no, he can't make it happen to the Lakers. Could it still happen to the Lakers? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that means that Brooklyn would have to accept a deal. When the Lakers would have to offer it up and the Brooklyn would have to uh, uh, do a deal where it's Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook for, for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I, I, I think the Lakers would do that. I don't believe the Nets would do that. So the answer to your question is, could it happen? Yeah, a lot of things could happen. Will it happen? I, I, would, bet against, I would bet against it. See, I look at Kyrie and how it's going to come out from one of two ways, and it, it's not with him getting traded right now. Either he begins the season with Brooklyn, and as it goes on, the Nets look for a trade, and Kyrie is dealt sometime during the season. Maybe it's the beginning of the year because things go awful, and he is skipping games, and he's sitting out, and it's a hardened rocket situation where, okay, it's very untenable early, and they wind up moving him because they have to at that point. Either that, or maybe they, could Brooklyn John Wallen and say, okay, uh, th- this is bad, and things could get bad over the next uh, couple weeks and months before the season, and it's just decided he's going to sit and not play until they can figure out a deal for him? Is is that something that could come up? Because I think the first one is more likely, but I, I don't want to rule that out either. I don't think he's, he'll play another game for the Nets. I think he'll be traded this this offseason. Kyrie's not going to show up. If Kevin Durant gets traded, Kyrie's not going to show up and go like, no, no, I'm good. I, I'd like to play here. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 I think all he did earlier this week, I thought, that they were getting them all. Hey, let's let's try and run this thing and fix it and have a because they haven't even had a training camp when they're all there. You know, first year KD wasn't it was a different coach, but KD wasn't healthy. The second year KD and Kyrie were there, but they end up trading for James Harden. You know, this year James Harden obviously wasn't physically right, and 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 they didn't have Kyrie at all until kind of mid season, right? So they've never actually been able to build a team. So that's what I thought early in the week when he opted in. I was wrong. This thing's over. It's just selling out the pieces. And I think if you had John Wallum, it just shows you're, what do you, you're not going to get much in return. You get pennies out of the dollar. So I, I think all options are open. And he wants it to happen with, with L.A. I just I don't know how it happens with L.A. unless KD locks arm in arm with him and they, they try and – Try and make the Lakers, you know, or try and make the Nets accept a Russell Westbrook, and maybe they buy out Westbrook, or they, they, uh, they John Wall Westbrook if if they get him. But I don't, I don't think he ever plays a game with the Nets again, and I don't think they pay him to not play. That that would be my guess, because that's, I mean, like that th- th- this is, this is a napalm the thing sort of moment yesterday when that tweet went out from I think Shams had it that Kevin Durant wanted to be traded. Check, please. I'm out. And he didn't say, I want to be traded with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, they're they're going to have to accept nothing for Kyrie. 
I mean, they're, they're going to have to understand that whatever deal we make, it's not going to be something that's going to help us restock the cupboard like it is. All right, we're going to trade Kevin Durant. We're going to get a lot for him. We're going to get some kind of package that's going to help us move forward and build on whatever we have left over. I mean, it's, it's really just going to be, hey, uh, what, what, what can we get? And, and, and we're going to wind up moving on because it, I, can't, I can't see any team that's going to give them anything where of, of, of real value where the Nets are going to uh, move forward and say, all right, this guy can be a piece for us. I, I just, it's going to wind up being one of those kind of trades. Yes, I just, again, I think what Sean Marks takes back in return are probably expiring contracts, right? You know, trade exceptions, et cetera, but also culture guys. So do I, do I think they'll get a star back in return? No, but I think they'll, there'll be a specific desire and it'll have to be a place that he's, he wants to go and he wants to show up. You know, you can have to have him work with you, but the, the Kyrie list before he opted in was like six or seven teams deep. And I, I still think that they'll get something back. I just, they, they weren't open to taking Russell Westbrook early in the week. I don't see them being open to taking Russell Westbrook now. The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Doug on Twitter at Gottlieb Show. I'm at How About a Fresca. Uh, we got more on the NBA coming up next with Kevin Durant on the trading block. How excited should your team be if you get a chance to get him? The answer might be surprising, Fox. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.